Hello, my name is Brian Lloyd and you are listening to the Revisit Podcast on entertainment.ie. On the final episode of this series of the Revisit Podcast, I'm talking to 2FM broadcaster Chris Green about the movie Paul Blart Mall Cup. So, you're probably wondering to yourself, how exactly am I going to talk about the cultural and critical significance of a film like Paul Blart Mall Cop, aren't you? You're probably sitting there thinking, how is he going to pull 10 minutes of, you know, erudite, urbane banter about Paul Blart Mall Cop? Well, I can't. I'll put my hands up and say that I can't. I can't at all. Um... And and to be fair, I mean that's that's really was the central kind of discussion that myself and Chris had about this film is the fact that there is there is absolutely nothing in this film that you could kind of unearth or dissect or you know glean any kind of higher meaning out of it. Like it is literally a film about uh, a guy who. Has what was it now? I, I, let me check this. Hypoglycemic, uh, who becomes uh, a mall cop after he fails to get into the New Jersey State Police. He patrols the mall in a Segway, like, and then of course there's a armed robbery and there's a SWAT team, and all this happens. And like, I mean, there is just, you know, I I I can't get ten minutes out of this. Like, I just can't. Um. The reason why Chris picked this film is, and this is uh, this might seem like I'm kind of stalling for time or whatever, but I'll give you the general gist of it. Um, myself and uh, Chris uh, Green and Kira King, uh, we used to be on this uh, show together. I used to come in and do the movie slot for them uh, on their Chris and Kira show on 2FM that used to run during the night a couple of years ago. And um, Chris's recurring joke was on the show, anytime I'd go in and do the movie review, and anytime I'd bring up something like, I don't know, uh, something like, say, Body Heat, or some, or, you know, All the President's Men, or uh, uh, The Godfather, or anything like that, he would try, the joke that Chris always would do is, is he would try bring it back to Paul Bart Mall Cop. And he would say, oh, is that like Paul Bart Mall Cop? Oh, and then he'd say, oh yeah, that's very like Paul Bart Mall Cop. So, you might think, as you're listening to this, you're probably thinking, this is just a joke episode. It's not really, because what we talked about in our discussion, uh, myself and Chris, was was the fact that, how is it that he has managed to make this into this cornerstone of his, I guess, online comedy persona, however you want to call it. And it's not just me and him either. Like, I mean, you know, you go onto Reddit, you go onto, I don't know, Tumblr or any of these places, you see a lot of really avant-garde uh, humour relating to Paul Bart Malkop. And I think a lot of that is into the fact that it is so milquetoast, it is so flat, one-dimensional, completely surface level, there's nothing underneath it, that by adding a layer of absurdism to it, you're kind of elevating something that isn't there. Now, you might just think, I am completely pulling that out of my arse. And I am a bit. I'm just trying to ascribe... I'm trying to think of some reason why it is that people find it so funny that Paul Bart Mall Cop has become this, like, meme or whatever, you know? Um, 
And to be fair, like that's you know myself and Chris, that's really what we talked about. It's like, how is it that we find this film hilarious? There is nothing hilarious about it. Like, well, not that there's nothing hilarious about it, but it's just it is a completely bland film. Like you can't like it's a perfect airplane film. Like you'd watch it for an hour and a half. You'd probably chuckle here and there. You'd probably be like, "Yeah, that's grand," and you would, you, you know, I would pay you twenty quid if you could remember one scene of it. And even more to the point as well, I actually, when I talked to Chris, I was, I said to him, "I said, look, I didn't watch this film. I felt like I didn't need to because I feel like I could watch the trailer and know everything I need to know about it." And that's fair. Like, I mean, you know, it's that. That's not to say that I disrespected it in any kind of way. It's just I don't need to know more than I need to know about this film. So that was really it. So this is the final time I'm going to, I guess, be talking to you as you're listening to this. So I have a few people to thank. I want to firstly thank Dave O'Regan for helping me to produce this. He was really, really sound. Um, he had tons and tons of work on his plate. And he was good enough to take this on and actually give me a hand with it. So I really want to thank him. Uh, I should thank Mike Sheridan, who gave me the idea to actually start this and really encouraged me to go out and do it. Um Thanks to every single one of our guests who came in. Uh, Blind Boy, Kojak, Nessa Childers MEP, Joe Linehan, Elaine Crowley, uh, Chris who came in as well. Thank you to every single one of the guests who come in. I really, really appreciate their, their time. Um, I also want to thank uh, Dee and Fiona and Dave O'Shaughnessy, the editorial team at entertainment.ie who are good enough to give me time out from writing stories to record these interviews and all that kind of stuff. And finally, I want to thank you for listening to this. If you tweeted about it, if you liked it, if you subscribed to it, thank you very, very much for doing that. I really, really do appreciate it. Uh, We do the film show every week. That's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and entertainment.ie. And you can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter is Brian M. Lloyd. That's B-R-I-A-N-M-L-L-O-I-D. So that's it from me. I hope you enjoyed this mini-series. If we are doing another one, I'm not 100% sure if we are or not, but if we are, I will definitely let you know. So, this is my talk with Chris Green, and thanks for listening. We'll start from here, and I will fully cop to this yes. going into it. Yeah. I I never watched Paul Bartmolkoff, right? Out of all these interviews we've done, I've always said, right, before we begin, I'll watch the film and we'll have it and I'll have it fresh in my mind yes. that I can kind of be like, okay, I can talk about and this. And we can have meaningful dialogue uh, sure. about it. Yes. Um, yes. I had every intention of doing it. Yes. I got about, tw- I'll, I'll, okay, I got 10 minutes into it and I literally went, oh, fuck this, I don't want to see this. <laughs> and just was like, I was just like, ah, oh, fuck it, I can, I can wing it. I can wing it. Because really, no, 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 but really, right. How many times have you watched Paul Blart Malkoff? Oh, like once each. Like, no, I've got to be now completely frank sure. and, and open and honest here and we'll have an honest discussion, mm-hmm. as they would say. Um, I think, pers- definitely for me anyway, Yeah, this is a joke that has gone on way too long. It has, hasn't it? And I'm far too deep into it now y- to y- admit. You're committed. Now... It's one of those things where I don't know if I'm the joke at this point, if you know what I'm (laughs) saying. I don't know if this has gone so far and that I've delved so deep into this that I am wasting my own time and no one else. That the joke's actually on me when it comes to this. I think that's what's actually happened here. You've overcommitted, like. Wait, ah, this is stupid, like. This is just, you know, and you know the way a lot of times, especially with, um, with 
we'll say, uh, I think it's called mimetic behavior, sure. meme behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The meme is funny. Then it's not funny, but then it keeps being hammered so much that it becomes funny again. Yeah, like it goes through a it goes through a life a cycle. Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah. It goes through a peak and a trough, and then it's kind of like you know you see oh the stock market's cyclical. The meme economy is cyclical too. Do you know what I mean? And things are in demand, and then they're not in demand. However, now I think I'm at a point where I bought Bitcoin in 2011. Uh-huh. It was really valuable at one point, right? And now no one gives a fuck, and everyone is irritated by by its presence right. and me talking about it. I get and referring that. to it. But I mean, I, like to be fair, like I do think it is one of those things. I think that it's just like it's so benign and it's so not like there's nothing rich about Paul Bart Malcolm. Like take yes. for example, like take for example, say you know The Simpsons. Like there's literally what is it, twenty five seasons of it. Yeah, ten of the seasons are the ones that everyone draws upon. There's so much content to mine. For that mimetic quality, whereas with Paul Bart Mallcop, I mean, it's a very—it's Kevin James, and it's a very straight. It's a family comedy. There's like. no, we'll say, there's no nourishment in it. Like it's like empty. It's empty calories, basically. Yeah. yeah but the Simpsons was a really well blended, um, you know, protein drink. Or sure. Something. Yeah. But and, then yeah. this is just rub. This is just a, a bottle of sugar. Yeah. Basically, yes. It has no. I know what you're saying. Uh, how do I explain this? I I will try my best to articulate why it is I feel this way. Right. I watched the first film. It's good. I even watched There's a Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Yeah. And that has, I believe, you're better with this movie nerd stuff Go than on, I am. Man. You know your man from uh, Neil, Neil McDonough? Oh, yeah, Neil, yeah, yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, Neil McDonough, yeah. yeah. He's from Tipperary or something. It, originally, I think, yeah. yeah. He's, um, and I think he's like, like British-Canadian or something. And he's yeah. been loads of like high-profile stuff. Like He's been in Desperate Housewives, I think, and he's been in... He was in Band of Brothers. Yeah, and yeah. he was in... Remember Boomtown? It went for like one season. It was fantastic. I remember I became aware of it because uh, it was like a cop, cop drama. Right, 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 right. And I became aware of it because it was on RTE. When we were all in like secondary school, it was sure. the big show. And... What I love about it is with him, and I think he does add a layer to it, and I'm not trying to be funny here, I'll tell you why. This reminds me of Airplane, and I'm not comparing Paul Black Mall Cop to Airplane. Okay. Don't worry, okay. don't worry. However, what I am saying is, apparently one of the great and charming qualities of Airplane that made it so funny was, and again, you can correct me if this yeah. is just a trope or whatever, or mm. whatever you'd call it, a Snopes thing that isn't true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My understanding is a lot of the people that they hired to do Airplane were professional, yeah. proper That's actors yes. delivering these idiotic lines. Yes. But as an actor would. Absolutely. Like, because obviously Leslie Nielsen and stuff is is playful or whatever. No, he was... No, see, you're... Yeah, you're you're right. Yeah. The story with Airplane was was that all the all the older actors that were in it yes. were all very respected actors. Yes. But had kind of, like, not... I don't want to say fallen on hard times, but were kind of, like... Their career was on the downward slope. Sure, they'd had their yeah, and they'd made their money. They'd and they made were their kind money, of, and yeah, then yeah, they were just kind yeah. of like pottering around, like as in like Peter Graves, who was the pilot. Yes, he was on the original uh, Mission Impossible series. Sure, uh, Leslie Nielsen had done films like uh, Forbidden Planet, and I think he did The Tempest as well. Or yeah, he did Forbidden Planet, and he did. He was a well-known actor, but he was a TV actor and was kind of like again on the downward slope. But they all did their jokes. Completely straight faced. That's there was no yucking it up. You no, see. yes, not and at you all. see, even in films, I think like the newer comedies, everyone is there to try and be funny, but they were there to act. Yes. So if I could offer one one small defense of when you say that it's not as layered. Yeah. In Paul Blart Mall Cop, when Neil McDonough 
is in it. Uh-huh. He's there to act. Yeah. And it's actually, it adds a lovely quality to it. Yeah. Because he's there like he's in, like he's in, you know, Avatar or like yeah. he's in Titanic. Oh, he's, and he's, he's there. He's swinging He's shown up. Yeah. You know what I mean? He has shown up and he's yeah. not going, Ugh. And like, he's... He is there to act and to to play this character, yeah. to play this shady, somewhat sinister man. But he's really selling it. Yeah. So it's a lovely contrast within the world of Paul Blart Malkop when Kevin James is like blah, 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 the Segway. Yeah. And Neil McDonough's there, really going for it. Yeah. So that's nice. I'll be honest. Yeah. And there's a bit of nourishment there. That's lovely to see. It's yeah. lovely to see him in that world. But he's like, I have shown up. I am an actor, and yeah. I'm going to act. I'm not trying to make people laugh. I'm doing my job here. He's a nice addition to, I think it's the second one. This is, the I don't even one, yeah, know yeah, that yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's funny because I, like, I know, you know, you've written comedy, you've done comedy. It's part of, it's, you know, it's part of your repertoire. Yes, your yes, over. yes, yes. Um, like Kevin, no, but like Kevin James, like there is absolutely, and I, I, I know this is going to sound like I'm, I'm knocking him. I'm not, but he is the most basic form of comedy like it's very it's so broad it's so family friendly yes there's nothing in it that has even a hint of an edge no I mean before that it was King of Queens was yeah. his big offering and don't yeah. get me wrong he's laughing that's syndicated 50 times oh, over Jesus. and yeah, makes that's him insane. probably making him more money today than anything do you know Absolutely. what I'm saying you're probably still making money off that Christ, so like, you know yeah. what I mean good for him I, yeah no yeah. god like I mean th- and this is it like I mean it obviously has an appeal yes it obviously has some kind of resonance with people my question to you is as somebody who you know, performs comedy knows comedy what is it like I mean when, when he's in it does he think this is going to be hilarious I'm going to do this and this is going to be hilarious or is he just thinking mathematically I know this will be funny and people will like this and I'll just do it because it will get a laugh well here's the thing this is how and this, I'm just asking for you as your no, opinion no 100% well my as we said at the start of this you know the way I, I've said I'm almost too committed to this now yeah I was so committed to the bit and I couldn't even tell if I was watching it ironically or genuinely. He was in some Netflix thing where he's like a special agent or something. Yeah. Um, and Netflix were heavily advertising it I think about a year, year and a half ago when whenever you logged in it was the top splash yeah, yeah, screen yeah, yeah, and yeah, it, was, yeah. it was done up to look like we'll say Mission Impossible or any of the Bond it films. Was, I remember of this film it was Confessions of an International, oh, of an international assassin. assassin. Yes, that's it. Yeah. And I watched that and again everyone else was taking it seriously. Yeah. Because this is, look, I mean, it's work, and they're like, great, I'm going to do sure. a good job. And he's just there, fucking around, and, <laughs> and, and I can't explain it. I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. So, um, if I could say one thing, yeah. and this is where I get very cerebral now. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, the lobster. Uh, <laughs> this is where I get it. Uh, oh, Jesus. Know, uh, yeah. Kevin James. Kevin James represents uh, an iconoclastic uh, look at... <laughs> On movies, uh, no. He, um, <laughs> you uh, got, oh yeah, okay. You're getting phone out now, and I'm sorry now because I know this is a podcast. But I will show Brian, mm-hmm. and then we will explain to you uh-huh. what is going on. I think things are engineered now to be memes. Okay, I think things are engineered from the very start to be memes because a lot of larger companies, especially things like, there's some companies, especially in the US, you'll notice. Yeah, uh, their online presence is. Incredible. Yeah. For example, Wendy's is one of these companies. Yes. The Wendy's the Twitter, Twitter account yeah, yeah, yeah. hires comedy writers. That's right. That's what they do. They don't hire social media people or any of this stuff. They hire 
comedy writers that were in feckin' the Harvard yeah, Footlights yeah. Club or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. they hire people who 10 years ago would have been writing for The Simpsons. Yeah. That's why they are the way they are, because they understand this is the new world. Yeah. And there's a lot of places like Wendy's and others, just Wendy's is the example that comes yeah, to mind. Yeah, but they're, they're they most noticeable. kick ass yeah. on Twitter, because they basically hire professional comedy writers. And I think that smarter companies know that memes are now a huge part of the world. And I'm, gonna, I'm getting to a thesis statement Sure, here. sure, sure. Do you remember, this is ages ago on Reddit. Do you remember the baby godfather meme? Of course, yeah. So it's, it's basically a little kid in a tuxedo. He's obviously at some pointing type of... Pointing down. Pointing downwards, so it looks like he's giving an order. Yeah. So it's a child in a tuxedo. He looks kind of bothered. Sure. Do you know what I mean? He looks like Tony Soprano when he gets all flustered. Uh-huh. And he's pointing downwards. Looking angry and yeah, looking and for example, of- I have a, I have a, a, an example here. If you type in "baby Godfather," you'll get it. Yeah, it's that son of a bitch took what's mine. You bring him and my nose back here now. So as in that bitch took what's mine. As in would uh-huh. be a, a gangster movie reference. Yeah. But then it's funny because he's a baby, so they took his nose, which is yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. get where I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's Exhibit A. Exhibit B. One of the original promo photos for the Boss Baby. Jesus Christ. I never noticed that before. The boss baby is that meme. With That's the, amazing. With the finger pointing down yeah. and every, the little bunched fist. The boss baby. He's I have even a, got the same hair color. I, exactly. He has the same basic structure as the as the baby godfather. And, I, and I'm not joking. I came to this realization by myself, so it could be total bollocks. No, I think that's, uh, that is way too... It's very close. When you put the two of them together... His little bunched fist, his little bunched fist pointing downwards... It's exactly... With the index finger, it's an exact basic um, model of Baby Godfather. Because Baby Godfather, especially back in the Reddit, in yeah, the, yeah. I tipped my, I gave many people Reddit gold for sure. their good means. And you tipped your fedora. yeah, I did. Yes, uh, well, uh, this narwhal. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> what time does the yes? So uh, I noticed that sometimes I think these things aren't accidental. Right. I think Paul Blart Malkop was engineered to be a meme. I don't. Yeah. Because it's fucking stupid. Yeah. So it would have to have been engineered to be a meme. I mean, is that not one of these things where it's like Occam's razor, where you're kind of like... <laughs> the simplest, uh, yes, yes, the simplest yeah, answer yeah, yeah. is, is maybe Kevin James was that basic and literally just wanted to make a family-friendly comedy about a mall cop. And it just, it just came from there. And we're like, no, 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 man. This is yeah, like, like, this is no, like four-dimensional no, no. chess. It's the new world order. Yeah, um, this is, yeah, premium protein gone. pills. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. totally. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> uh, it's the globalist... Uh, it's Jewish propaganda. Yeah, yeah, I hear. Yeah, it. yeah all right. Like I know, but I mean, I don't get me wrong. I uh, having your your thesis there with yes. the boss baby and the Godfather baby meme thing. Absolutely, because like if you look at like um, that thing, the Emoji Movie, that was totally. Let's just put exactly. internet culture and just yes, shove and, it and, into a film. And absolutely, and ram it happened. onto a film and see how. Yeah, exactly. And like that, there is another example of like, oh, this meme was shared a lot. Let's just develop a film around this it. This was popular on the internet. This yeah. will be our advertiser. Or as in, this will subconsciously appeal to people. Correct. Because yeah, and yeah. So I maybe, as you say, I'm completely overthinking. I, it, I but just, I just, I because there is nothing. And again, this is I this, again like the guy is laughing all the way to the bank. He is yes, a smart yeah, yeah. man and whatever. We're just haters. Maybe, but like in the sense of like I don't think he's that clever. I don't think he's it's it's that thing of like it is so at its middle America base just like totally for them. It's a totally m- cup of tea comedy that there is nothing 
about it that you could be like, oh my god, it's so it's so subversive of or oh it's so ahead of its time. No, it's exactly of its time. It's exactly where it's supposed to be. It does exactly what it said in the tin. And you know, now that I think about it, the fact that people make these such surreal and so fifth world problems or what what was that thing nine ninth world you know this ninth thing ninth dimension or something ninth fifth dimension, dimension where like yeah. as in Pablo Art Malkop has nine eyes and yeah. he's crying and yeah it's this whole thing that it's because it's so basic that people are just projecting weirdness onto it maybe uh, maybe you're right in the sense that the reason it became so memeified was because it's funny to add meaning to something which has none. No, none, perhaps. exactly. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's more it than, than my theory that they were geniuses thinking we're going to capture the meme zeitgeist. Yeah. So maybe you're right because there's a lot of really weird Paul Blart Ball cops. Like, there's some ones that are almost unsettling. Oh, like, oh there's God. some memes they, where like, he's crying and like it's like he's inverted and there's like a weird spectral figure looking at him and stuff. Yeah. And you're like, this is unpleasant. Like, this is genuinely unsettling to look at. So maybe you're right in the sense that the reason it became such a such a meme is because it and has well, no meaning. And you latched onto it. Be- yes, because it is funny to add this dimension to something which has no dimension. No dimension at all. At yeah, all. And There's we're no just depth. expanding on it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that could be it. Maybe, that, you know what, to be honest, that's probably more likely to be it, isn't yeah. it? Than my theory, that it was engineered in a lab I, to I, be a meme. Who knows? Like, yes. I mean, I, I mean the, the level of like work that goes into these things to like do all this like audience research and, you know, like it... it it could be. Yes. It it's could unlikely. Be. You're right. It is less likely than... People also... You know what as well? And I, I'm going to... We have to be frank here as well. Sure. We also have to be self-aware about ourselves. God. Not everybody wants to have to think that much. No. Like some people just want to see Paul Blart Malkoff. Yeah. Some people just want to watch Mrs. Brown's Boys. Yeah. And that's fun. If that's what and they that's enjoy. Fine. Yeah. Maybe we are... Maybe we're the ones with the fucking problem. That we're yeah. trying to attach all this meaning and significance <laughs> to, something. to something that's just an hour and a half of fun. Yeah. And isn't it kind of gas as well that we're however long into this? I want to say 20 minutes. You'd be wrong. Higher or lower? 87 minutes. Way closer. Yes. Jesus. I hope no, it's... it's been 17. Okay, 17 okay. minutes, right? So yeah. we've been talking for 17 minutes yes. about Paul Blart Cup, and not once have we discussed... A funny scene from it. We haven't discussed Kevin James's performance in it. We haven't discussed the direction. Talked about the script. We literally have not talked one for one second in this film, yes. in, in this podcast about this film. We've just talked about the memes around. No, no, no. But this is. A, but I, I. But I think that part. I think this actually speaks to substanceless garbage. Yeah. So we've had to just discuss other things. But, that, but it's true though. But there's, there's like, what can you say about this film? Oh. He's Paul Blart and he's a mall cop. That's it. He gets into some funny, funny japes. That's it. Like, there's nothing to it. But he like, looks funny when he's on the scooter. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, he's on the scooter. And Isn't he's that... kind of fat. Yeah. So the scooter has an odd kind of silhouette. Right. Because he's a larger man. And then he's on the scooter and it creates a funny shot composition yeah sure yes. exactly and yeah. like is yeah there's like elements of like Laurel and Hardy <laughs> slapstick comedy yeah you could describe all this bullshit to it but it doesn't mean it's actually there no uh, I agree we're the ones looking at yeah the, you know like when they're in, a, in an art gallery and then someone puts up something that's not part of the exhibit and we're all standing around looking at it going this is the best piece I was uh, Jesus Christ I gotta tell you this story because you just I was at uh, this is name dropping now but whatever I was at the um, oh yeah I know you're making a noise um, don't put the clang in, by the way, please. Um, I was at the opening for a, 
uh, Brian Eno's uh, yeah. art uh, art installation in the RHA. Yes. And it's all really, like it's modern art. like. And there's this one part of it that was literally just a ball of gloves over in the corner. And I was looking at it, and I was like, Jesus, that's weird. I wonder what that's about. And like, you, you know when you walk, if you ever walk around an art gallery, you're, you're always trying to like <laughs> think what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I went downstairs to my girlfriend, and I said, you know, there was a piece upstairs with like there was a, like a ball of gloves over in the corner it was way over in the corner and I was thinking to myself like what were they talking about there like what was that and she was like oh no we left that there that was by accident I need to go up and get that that actually did happen that does happen like that does happen where there's like literally something is left behind and people now think it's a part of the exhibition and they're like huh huh what was the meaning here it's like Paul Bart Malcolm. people try ascribe a meaning to yeah. it and people think that because, because of the context it presented in it has to have a meaning yeah. and you're the stupid one if you don't get it exactly. so you attach your own significance and your own meaning to it and maybe that's what we've done here another, another thing that I, I I think we talked about this before back on RTE yes. um, was if you start Paul Blart Mall Cop at a certain point, I'm sorry, no. If you start the Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, yeah, it actually syncs up with Paul Blart Mall Cop. I think it's like if you start at 35 minutes into the movie on one some scene where he's like in a bank or something like or something. I don't know. Yeah. If you hit play on Dark Side of the Moon, the film. You're actually, saying that the film kind of the the, it the composition corresponds and like as in yeah. the the songs match the emotional yes. uh, significance of significance the, of the thing, like the thing with Wizard of Oz. Yeah, but again, even to do that, yeah, why would surely if they were to sync, they'd both start at the start, right? As in, why would you start one thirty five minutes after the other? Yeah, because that's there's no meaning to yeah. that. That's just a random that's coincidence. coincidence. Yeah, yeah, that's like one of those um, spurious whatever causation correlation things yeah. that you describe. There's no some guy has just somehow figured out. That, if I do this. Yeah, but it's not, again, but we're all attaching that meaning to it. Yeah. You're like, no, it's actually, if you watch Pink Floyd, you know, if you listen to Pink Floyd, but there's nothing there. No. We are creating this meaning. Now, don't get me wrong, we can, we can all create meaning in anything. Sure. But there is, maybe you're right in that there is no meaning whatsoever in Paul Blart Mall Cop, and it's an hour of... Very basic comedy. Idiocy. Yeah. Yeah. It's an hour of what you'd write for fun when you're 11. Yeah. You'd be like, and then they have guns, and then they come in, and you know, and then there's an explosion. And yeah. Because there is one scene, <clears throat> given that you say we haven't mentioned any sure. scenes, in Paul Bright Mallcop 2, which is, in my opinion, good, <laughs> because uh, Neil McDonough's in it. Yeah, yeah. And he's like the villain. He's, he's bad. He's a, he's a good actor. Yeah, he is. He's, he's great. a great actor. Yeah. And, oh, God, I, this is going to seem terrible. No, no, no. I can't even remember the plot of Paul Bart Mall Cop 2. I think there's someone takes the place hostage. Isn't it? It's set in Vegas or someone something. Someone takes like the hotel hostage or something. Right. Or something like that. Yeah. Okay. It's in, I think it's in Las Vegas. And someone, he's at a convention, I think. Yes. And then the convention gets <laughs> overtaken by terrorists or something. So it's diehard. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Yeah. But there's a great scene where like it's getting very dramatic and he's going through the, If let's let's try and at least be academic here. Okay. In other words, each film has three acts. Sure. He's entering the second one. Right. So as in the challenge is occurring, if of you course. understand yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. And he's now being tested. Yeah. So the first act is like he falls over things and he's having fun. And, yeah, like, yeah, he's, yeah. Like, and then the second act, as the tension is beginning uh-huh. and he's realizing that he's going to have to step up to the challenge. There is a very dramatic scene. It's kind of, it's orchestral. It's fun. Neil McDonough's been established as the not-so-nice guy in it. Uh Uh And I was actually 
almost going, this is a good film at that point. At that point, I was like, this is fun. I'm really enjoying this because it's so stu- it's so shit that it's fun. Yeah, yeah, And I don't yeah. mean shit in a bad way. I mean awful in a fun this is this film has to be aware of the fact that it's a film about a mall cop, right? Yeah, at a convention for mall cops or something yeah. in Las Vegas, and then terrorists to overtake. Yeah, it's the, got to, it's got to embrace it to a sure. certain degree. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So at that point, I really did enjoy, it, and I thought this isn't the worst film I've ever seen. I remember I preferred the second one controversially. Yeah. I know they always say that's the tough one, but I really enjoyed the second one, and it's. Don't get me wrong. I've been doing this for too long. It's gone on too long. The joke of Paul, Paul Blackmall Cup. Right. Of me posting Paul Blackmall Cup pictures. Yeah. I don't even know why. At one point, when cuck was a very popular term on the internet, uh-huh. it was Paul Blackmall Cuck. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gone through all of the uh, manifestations. Permutations. Permutations, it. exactly. It's, yeah. it's gone through every possible mutation it can go through. And I still don't get what I've achieved from it. Or what anyone has gotten from it. No. I mean, again, there is the thing of, like, that there should be meaning and result from it, like... Should there, though? I don't think there should. Is the meaning and result not that we had a good time? I guess so, and the friends we made along the way. Exactly. Yeah. And the answer was inside us all along, and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we had the confidence within us... To, to, to do it, like, not unlike Paul Blart Malkop. He triumphed over adversity. You know what I mean? Because he's, he's kind of silly and he's goofy. Yeah. And he's got a lot on his plate. But he still managed. He still he still got there in the end. I want to say one more thing, given that the uh, not one more. I don't mean to wrap it up. No, 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 no. We're at a nice. We're yeah, at I've a noticed. Nice, yeah, we're, 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 we're centering. We're land, we're coming in we're for in a the landing. Third act. Yes. Yeah, we're coming in. We're for a landing. circling, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. 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 Come in for a landing. Um, Bring it home. I think, especially given that the anniversary was recently. I didn't know that. Of no, no, of the Sopranos. Oh, right, yeah. I think the Sopranos and Paul Blart Malkop are the two most significant contributions to modern entertainment. You're gonna need to back that hot take up. No, they're both, they're both perfect, and they're both a wonderful journey about, in the end, the futility of life. Because that's, in my opinion, that's what The Sopranos is about. I would, yeah, I would I've completely would stolen that from SopranosAutopsy.com. However, I was going to say, that, I was like, yeah, okay, I was like, yeah, I could see that, yeah. And I think that they're both perfect pieces of art that we will be quoting and be referring to in many years, for many years. I... This I, is very low-level baiting from me now at this point, isn't it? It really is. It's very like, low-level shit I feel like you're posting. better. You're better yes. than this. Yeah, no, I, that's, and I'm sticking with that. I, that's good. That's, and that, I think, right there is a good place to leave it. Did The Sopranos have seven years' worth of memeing on Twitter? No. No, it didn't. No, exactly. It didn't. So what has left a bigger impact on us? The Sopranos or Paul Blart Malkop? What is more relevant in pop culture? Sopranos or Paul Blart Malkop? I, God, you were, like... I, you know, I you're baiting, and I know you're baiting. Not, not at all. I, I okay. I'm gonna leave it right there. Chris Green, pleasure. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you.